Hey there. Hey man, what's up? How are you? Pretty good. It's funny, like you were just sitting there in silence, working away. I thought I had uh, already turned on the audio, but I hadn't. So <laughs> I, had, like, I think I like messed up and ham handed it, and had like two screens. Anyway, that made a difference. Anyway, well, I, I figured Zoom was behind another image, like another thing, and you couldn't see that you were, yeah, right. you couldn't see me because I was sitting there going, ah. <laughs> You could have been listening to, I've got the uh, PGA Championship uh, featured group on. So I haven't even look. looked at that yet. It's, uh, so, Brooks what, what are our options this year? Are they doing only feature groups again, or are they doing like? I think I, I don't know. I the I got an email that said that Tiger and Brooks Kepka was the was in a feature group. I don't know if they're doing anything else, but that too I would want to watch anyway. So, um, See, I, I well, you and I talked about this. I always prefer the uh, like the single hole. Yeah, the single hole coverage or the group of hole coverage. Yeah. So. Not me. I'm just all about the stars. <laughs> <laughs> really kind of true. They make it confusing on the website. Like, where's the live stream? Yeah, I don't know. I haven't tried to go through it. I just got the direct link. Um. Kepka's way out already. He's at five under and two two ahead of the field. <clears throat> the greatest golfer of our generation. He's play, I'll tell you what, he has played well for the last couple of, couple of years anyway. Really for about four, I guess. But The anyway. problem he's going to have is his body. Um, you know, he's already having issues, so I just wonder. Oh, I didn't know that. No. That's why he missed last year's Masters. He was actually out. Mm. I don't see any way to watch it live. Here, I'll just send you my link. I bet there's a, there a yeah, there's a chat window. There we go. Hello. Yeah, I sent you a chat. Well, yeah. All I get is it says off currently off air. Hmm. When I go to that live coverage thing, let's see if I still got it up. Yeah, you know what I think it is. I think they're overwhelmed with users, and so losers. They're yeah. called losers. <laughs> losers. Yeah. Why? I mean, come on. Yeah. Uh, how is it the Masters has been doing this for 10 years? Yeah. <laughs> it is pretty weird. Literally 10 years and doing it absolutely perfectly right, you know. It makes no sense to me. I don't understand why. Yeah. yeah. It just doesn't. I don't get it. Let's see. 10, 11, 12, 13. They're on the fifth hole. 13. Well, that's it for me. I guess I'm out. I'm not watching. Yeah. <laughs> I'm done. <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah. Tigers one under. 
Oh, Tiger's one under. Oh. He's with Kepka, right? Yeah. He's one under. Okay. All right. So he's... Hey, there's a phone call coming in. Oh, there we go. Hey. Hey, guys. Hey, how you doing, Goheath? <laughs> doing good. I feel like uh, I feel like Junior Feinstein now. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. Yeah, no, you know, he, he calls into the junkies every Friday, so I feel like that's sort of what I do. Did, uh, so I, I talked to somebody this morning who's tracking your trip. Yeah. And so our big question was, are, are you going to go to Lexington? And then what route are you going to take from there? No, no, no. I'm taking 80. Okay, you're taking 80 all the way. Yeah, yeah taking 80 all the way. Okay. Yeah, my, yeah so that's what I'm doing. So where are you right now? Uh, I'm in Knott County. Oh, I've, okay. you know, I've never been to this part of the state in my whole yeah. life. I've never seen, I've never seen Pikeville before. I've never seen Knott County before. Um, it's, it's, uh, it's interesting. It's, the mountains here are obviously much bigger than what we're, what I'm used to seeing. I think that, when, you know, look, we know the Appalachians are one of the more underrated parts of American history. I mean, it's, it's, it has a huge impact on this whole part of the world, like just how difficult it is to get into Kentucky at all. Sure. And so we don't get, like, you know, all the stuff about Daniel Boone and why that was a big deal and why they were so excited about him and why they named everything about after him. But, I mean, without him, like, you couldn't even get to Kentucky. You know, you got all this stuff in your way. And even now, I mean, you know, we've been trying to, to conquer this area for several hundred years, and you, we really haven't made that much progress. No, it's a tough region. I mean, it's... Uh... It's funny you say that because living out here in Idaho, the thing I didn't understand until I got out here was just how there are certain parts of the state that are just kind of there. Still undeveloped. Yeah, I mean, they're pretty much undeveloped because it's just so hard to get in and out of and do anything in. So. Yeah. And, and, oh, much of the, and much of the resources that are used are, you know, they're – Logging or something like that. They don't want to disturb those things. So, well, what's interesting about going out to your part of the country is right. You don't. You tend to have either people live in towns or it's just open space. Right. Right. Whereas right. here, wherever you are, there's always people. Like you could be, you know, in the most isolated place, and all of a sudden you'll see like a a little house down in a valley or up on a hill or something like that. Yeah. So that's yeah, that's a good point. Well, especially if you get around water in Kentucky, if you get anywhere around water in Kentucky, you'll see the oddest things where people have chosen to live just because they want to be close to water. Yeah. Yes. Anyway, so I'm driving along. They're they're starting to talk about the governor's race. Oh, uh, that's good. The Democrats have a candidate named Rocky. Rocky. That ought to be exciting. Yeah. <laughs> He says he's the, he says he's the, his, um, uh, out, out here, he's Eric, he's a rural he's from, Yeah. That's right. That's what he says. He says he's from, out here, he says he's from Eastern Kentucky. I don't know what he says, but the other end of the state. Sandy Hook. He said, yeah, he's from Sandy Hook. 
And yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, my wife and I, we both kind of suspect that his accent is affected, but we, it sounds, sounds pretty good. <laughs> hey, I, uh, I, I'm going to go on mute for a second. You guys. Well, I think I'm muted. Too. All right, Gary, how are you? I'm doing well. Yeah. Congratulations on uh, making your big excursion and your. Uh... Yeah, I know. It's so exciting. I've never been down here before. I, I kept thinking of you. Yeah. Yeah. That's a, yeah, that is an interesting job. I, I personally think it gets prettier as you go. Um, you well, no, I'm excited about it. I mean, I want to sort of, you know, I, look, I've never been to London. I've never been to Somerset. Yeah. I've never seen any of this stuff. Yeah. Somerset is kind of the, um, it's like, uh, it's kind of a darling right now of state economic development and, uh, and things like that. It's got, it's got quite a bit going, I think. It'd be interesting to hear your really yeah yeah that's kind of a they just opened at somerset they're doing something called the university center of southern kentucky where oh, that's right that's right uk uofl western and eastern i think maybe not uofl maybe it's moorhead but it's probably moorhead moorhead uh, was the other one yeah yeah they're doing this kind of like um anyway where you can get all these four-year degrees without ever leaving the campus at somerset um community college and uh, uh and it also, yeah, it's also the site of the biggest, um, um, kind of the biggest economic development conference in the state now is, is it just took place in the spring and yeah. Anyway, Somerset's kind of a, a hot spot, um, in Kentucky circles. So I'll be interested to see what you, what you have to say about that area. Um, so I've been, uh, so driving along, I've been listening to the PGA. Yeah. Um, Brooks Kepka is 500 through 12. That's a really big deal if he were to win this. That would be two U.S. Opens and two PGAs. Yeah. Yeah. No, he's... He's going to the U.S. Open as a two-time defending champ who also is a two-time defending PGA champ. Well, and and if he doesn't... If he doesn't make a dumb shot on 12 at the Masters... You know, yeah, there's a, there's a good chance he wins the Masters. Yeah. Yeah, he could have won. Yeah. I mean, he so, just made a a rookie mistake at the Masters. So. Yeah. But so he's, he's – Well, you missed out on the part where I'm already complaining about the fact that um, you can't – I can't figure out how to do the live streaming of the video, so I'm done. I've already tuned out of the PTA. I don't well, understand why – well, you, if you go to the PTA site for the championship, there's no right. obvious link that says, you know, watch it live here or anything like that. Now, they've got like a, a play button in front of Kepka's name. This is classic. Yeah, they just so, so, groups, right? right. So you click that, it, it just hangs, it doesn't play, it doesn't work. Eric's theory is they're already overwhelmed with traffic. And my comment is yeah. they're losers. They're losers because oh, yeah, the, masters, the Masters has been doing this forever, and it works. I'm sorry. Let's talk about the live streaming at the Olympics. Uh, <laughs> get me started. Yeah, I, don't, I don't think the live stream. I, look, I, I don't think the live streaming for sports is ever going to be what you want to be because I think we are the only people left who are willing to pay for live television, right? <laughs> <laughs> so no one else is going to pay for it at all. 
And so the, the infrastructure, you're never going to need to build out the live streaming infrastructure because people like me will just pay. That's and totally that's, true. You know, that's where we're, I mean, you know, the model is going to be, you know, you get ESPN Plus or whatever on your Roku and then that's it. It'll be really interesting to know why the Masters chose to go the route they chose to go and why they've stuck with it the way they have. They haven't – they've just made it better. They haven't – you know, in fact, they added like, – like the first few years you couldn't do the broadcast stream, but now you can. So, But I think a big part of it is they're not that interested in maximizing revenue, right? Right. But there's a lot of things that you – there's a lot of things you would do differently or maximizing income probably. There's a lot of things you'd be differently if you weren't interested in maximizing income. So, I mean, I just think that, you know, everybody's, I mean, I'm sort of, I'm, I'm more enthusiastic about where things are going than you because um, I think that as everybody's kind of moving towards this pay-per-view type model, I'm actually pretty excited about it. I think... You know, you have a really good mix. You have stuff that's on network, which you could get over the antenna. And then you have stuff that's on basic cable that you could get if you don't pay very much. And then if you want to really go deeper, you know, you could get all of MLB or you could get all of the NFL. You could get all of the NBA. And I think that's probably the way it should be. The more you care, the more you should pay. Yeah. Yeah, my only complaint is the fact that you can't like I was looking the other day at some of the different options for cycling packages and right. you're like if you want to get the Tour de France there's only one streaming service that's covering that and to do that you have to pay their 50 something dollar a month basic streaming package to get their cycling package which is another 30 bucks or something like that and um that's kind of disappointing to me that we still haven't reached the point where you can just pay for, I just want this, right? I don't want anything. Well, else. but I think the way, I, I, think the people who are, I think the people who are going to get hurt the most are going to be the people who really care about, you know, one sport that not that many other people care about, right? Right. Yeah. So, for example, it's really easy for me to watch the Champions League or to watch the FA Cup in soccer if that's what I want to watch. Whereas if I wanted to watch, you know, cricket or Six Nations rugby, that's harder to watch and more expensive. Yeah. Right. So I just think that's, you know, it's just the nature of, of scale and how all that stuff works. But, yeah, but I think, to me, the relevant comparison is, you know, before you would not, when we were growing up, you couldn't see any of this stuff. Yeah. Oh, sure. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, I've and often said, I mean, all, I, I just got until two o'clock on Saturday afternoon to see our first bits of the right. Well, I just, you know, it's like I've said a few times, I got spoiled by that one yeah. Olympics, like the 2008 wow. Olympics or whichever one it was, that was the first one they streamed. And I thought, well, this is the future, but no, it wasn't. So I'll tell you what, the thing that, that, that what you're getting to is one of the things that, 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 that I think is so true, that, that is also true for me, which is the second I get something free ever, that's the, I will never get myself to pay for it again. So for example, like when I got my first broadband connection, I was so excited that I used to listen to, I, I would tune in the uh, NFL cities radio stations and just listen to their streams 
of the broad, you know, the local streams of these NFL broadcasts. And it was amazing. You know, I just couldn't believe it that here I was sitting in um, at that time in, in Cary, North Carolina, and I could like listen to the local Dolphins broadcast. Okay. And I would have to go and find these websites and, you know, it was complex as all get out and that sort of thing, but I could find it and it was fun. You know, it's just amazing. Mind blowing. Well, the next season, the NFL, you know, threw a lasso around all these things and made it, it's a really easy package. You can buy to where you can listen to, you, you can, you can surf among the different radio streams and it's really not that expensive. And yet I still won't pay for it because I got it free one, <laughs> you know? Yeah. But, see, but, but I mean, yeah, I, I have to say, Eric, I just don't have sympathy for that at all. Cause you're right. It is easy. Oh, I don't think it's anything. It's not not expensive. I just think it's something of very, it's a very, it's a very common thing. It's a, it's a, it's, it's a hard thing for us to get over. Yeah. I think that hurt. I think that actually hurt Hulu for a long time. Yes. I do, I do too. Hulu I do. was free for a long time. And I think people have had a hard time with the idea. Well, I'm not paying for that. It was free. Yeah. Churches, yeah. churches are constantly, this is like a big deal in churches. It's like really well known. Like if you get, if they're, if you know, whatever people will do for free, you'll gradually, you know, like particularly when you're in an interim time, when you're landing a minister, if people start doing those things that the, that, that, that you've paid previously for, they won't go back to paying for them. You know, they'll, they'll, they'll just whittle down those salaries, you know, because they're not going to pay, you know, they just won't pay for it again to the point that they won't actually have them go on, you know? Yeah. No, I don't think, but I just think it's true, you know? Well, I don't know. I mean, I, I, I remember when you had to do all that poking around and everything on the internet and I thought it was a big pain. <laughs> and um, you couldn't, you couldn't, you couldn't, you couldn't find the stations half the time, or they would glitch out, or then you couldn't listen in your car, or you couldn't listen on your phone. And now this is way it is now. It's fantastic. I have my iPad. I set up a little, you know, wireless speaker, and I can pretend that I'm just, you know, listening on the radio to every station in America. Yeah. You know, for for very little money. I mean, it's it's a tremendous. You know, it's just better. Yeah. So, I don't know. I mean, yeah, you're right. You do pay, but the paying is actually better than what you were getting before. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think you're right. This too. It comes down to. Uh, uh, it comes down to what you're. It comes down to what you're willing. How much you want something, right? Like, I will always be happy to pay for music. <coughs> Because that I want the ability to listen to brand new albums when I want to listen to them. But see, that's a good point because, so, like, I'd be guys subscribed to Spotify or Rhapsody or any of that stuff. I don't right. have any of those subscriptions. Right. right, right. There are things like that. I subscribe to newspaper archives. Like, I pay eighty bucks every six months to be able to browse, browse old newspaper archives. So, when Sports Illustrated brings back the vault, how much are you going to be willing to pay? Well, I mean, probably not for the vault. I don't like. Sports Illustrated as much as I do a day. Oh, uh, well, I would pay a lot for the ball. When are they bringing that back? Are they bringing it back? <laughs> this is something Eric rumored about on the Heat post the other day that he thinks it's coming back. So well, the vault, you know, the vault exists. The browse the page. Well, see, the thing this is, this is, you know, this is my thing with this is a, going back to Eric's thing, right? When the vault was up for free, the whole time it was up, I kept telling myself, 
This is never going to last. They're going to take it down. Yeah. And they did take it down. And I, I would, at any moment, I would have been happy to pay for it. Right. So I wish that instead of just messing around with it, they would have just said, look, you know, it's a subscription. This is how much it is. And then well, it would they, be up. But it's brought back. It's out there. It's free again. It's back there. No, but it's all, but, the, but it's all a mess, Eric. I mean, the, it's not, it doesn't work the way it worked before. What do you want? You can browse the page. You can flip the pages. It's better. The, the user interface is better now. You can, you is can. It really? Okay. Well, the last time I checked, it was definitely yeah. not that. Well, you see, right, I will go back. I will go back. I'll tell you what, the Heath post gets really good once you get to about the 79th of my comments. <laughs> that's, where, that's where it starts to get real. Kepka is now at six under, by the way. Yeah, he's rolling. He's rolling. Good. Look, I hope he wins. I think it'd be great. I, I kind of like Kepka. He's an interesting guy. Um, I just think the whole idea of anybody winning two U.S. Opens in a row and then winning two PGA's in a row before the age of 30, yeah. that's pretty exciting. Yeah. Well, and he's an interesting guy in the sense that he got his start on the European Tour, not on the PGA Tour. Yeah. And so he kind of popped up out of nowhere for us here in the U.S. So he's an interesting guy in that sense, too, I think. But to well, me, he represents – to me, he reminds me a lot of uh, who's the guy back in the day who was like the number one player in the world for a couple of years, but he could never win anything. And uh, he was he was very automatic all the time, and he was very good, but he could never win the majors. I don't know. And, no, I forget his name. But anyhow. Colin uh, Montgomery? No, no. This was uh, not, not that long ago. But um, and it kind of makes and Kepka kind of reminds me of Dustin Johnson too. This guy who's got all this physical ability and talent. But the difference is Kepka seems to have the mindset to just go win. You know. Yeah, I mean, look, if he wins, if he wins this tournament, right? If he has four majors, then you know he really moves into like company. There aren't that many people who have won four majors ever. Right. The number of people who've won four majors before they turn 30 is really low. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, Bill Nicholson's only won five majors. Right. Yeah. So, well, and, and for know, all the bluster around McElroy and all these other guys, they don't seem to have that killer mindset to just go win. Yes. Yeah, so I don't think see, I don't think that's fair. I mean, I think Roy McElroy and Justin Spieth or Jordan Spieth definitely have a killer mindset. You know, Speed just isn't playing well. And, you know, McElroy always has a hard time at Augusta. But, you know, I can, we can all give you a bunch of examples of how they had a chance to win and they put the hammer down on people. But I remember when Rory McElroy won the PGA at Louisville in the dark, right? Right. And, you know, he had to play the last hole literally with almost no line. Yeah, that was great. You know? Or when Speed, like, you know, made that big, you know, he almost blew the British Open, and then he just sort of got furious, started rolling in putts from everywhere, and won. So I, I don't think that's fair to those guys. I mean, Speed obviously has something to matter with his swing or something that's got him all messed up. And McElroy's actually been playing pretty well. He just, he got off to a bad start at Augusta. But, and, you know, he I never plays all the best. Yeah, well, he, he had that one time where he was in the lead and blew up. Ever since then, he's kind of struggled there. But, right. um, I, 
you know, but but I think it wouldn't surprise me at all if McIlroy won this tournament. It doesn't ever surprise me when he wins. Tiger has well, uh, think, fallen back to even, by the way. So. Yeah, and he's even after having two double bogeys. Yeah. So he double bogeyed the first hole, and then I think he double bogeyed like the seventh hole or something, and now he's, he's still even far. Well, he's since actually, he hasn't he played has, for a while, he's going to have to play in. He has not played at all. This right. is the first tournament he's played since the Masters. So he's going to literally have to play in the form. Yeah. So, so, so he can go no, no, none of us, start not, out with three of us, know anything about Tiger Woods. We all thought he should quit four years ago. Thank <laughs> so all of us should shut up about Tiger Woods. <laughs> Nobody should talk about Tiger Woods again. You know, he knows best about him. That's what we know about Tiger Woods. Well, I'm not saying he can't. I'm just saying that for any athlete, when they take time off like that, they have to sort of get back into form with whatever they're doing. Maybe. Maybe he's yeah. already back in the form. <laughs> <laughs> it's all th- I mean, we did. The three of us, all three of us thought he should give it up. We well, sure. I, that was, what I thought was at the time was I was afraid that he had, like, major, you know, health problems and things of that nature. Don't try to back up. Um, you thought he should quit. You thought it was embarrassing. I can go back and search these I, comments. Jack. <laughs> I don't think I – I think if you look back, I was always fairly respectful of everything I ever wrote about him. I always wanted him to come back and win. I was part of that crowd that, you know, I mean, I was worried about him, obviously. And I thought it was, I was very concerned about the fact that, like, he reminded me, I was concerned about the parallels to people like Tom Watson and Arnold Palmer, neither of whom ever won a major after they turned 35. Right. Right. I mean, Watson developed serious problems with his putting. And well, yeah, they, Palmer, and, Palmer and Watson were both these very aggressive putters, as was Tiger. And when they stopped being as successful in terms of the putting, they weren't able to keep keep right. winning majors. Right. But, but, you know, obviously, in retrospect, now, you know, Tiger really did just have all these injuries. It was more of a Larry Bird type situation where he's having all these problems in his back. Yeah, it'll be interesting. I don't know. It, Tiger's an interesting uh, – he's such an interesting story. He's such an odd guy. But well, I, don't, I think anybody who's that good is going to be, you know, unusual. Right? No, yeah. you're right. No, you can't dominate the sport without being a bit different than everybody else. Well, I've been watching sports ever since I was, you know, ever since I can remember. And for me, he's the best athlete I ever saw. Here we have where, where we were talking about Chris Paul should retire. That was in 2015. Well, he should have, obviously. So, <laughs> <laughs> how'd the Rockets do? Yeah, <laughs> go back and rewind. Rewind that he's supposed to have to say about Russell Westbrook down through the years. That's right. Look how that announcement held up. <laughs> uh, yeah, of course. It's funny because, you know, Dad has become this huge NBA fan. Has he? Oh, my gosh. He he knows well, – he watches the NBA all the time. And so yeah. – Well, he like – first of all, he stays up late. So he right. watches all these kids from the West Coast. And then he's a big fan of Steph Curry. Yeah, he loves Steph Curry. Oh, Steph Curry's fantastic. Yeah. And, and yeah. it's it's – I tell you, it's – I was telling him yesterday, and you guys have probably heard the stab, but, you know – 
the the Warriors are now twenty eight and one this year in games where Curry's played and Durant hasn't played, and that's a yeah. mind boggling. Yeah. And, th- and there's another stat that goes with that, which is in games where Durant has played and Curry has not played, they're they're twenty six and twenty six. So well, look, I watched the I watched the, the last you know I watched the last half of Game Six down in Houston, uh, where he scored over thirty points in the half, right, uh, to win that game. And it, I mean, it ranks with any great NBA performance that there's ever been. Yeah, I mean, you're you're on the road. You know, Houston has to win this game. Houston's whole team is set up to defeat Golden yeah. State. They would have. They thought they would have beaten them last year, except that Chris Paul got hurt. Now Chris Paul is back, and Durant is hurt. So all they have to do really is win this game, and then they can try to close by in Game Seven. He has no points in the first half. He has over thirty points in the second. <laughs> half. I mean, it's unbelievable. You just can't think of it. There's almost no comparable performance. No, and, it's... you know, and and certainly you know, I mean, I always thought. The relevant comparison to him was was Isaiah Thomas because of their height, but he's just clearly better than Isaiah Thomas. Oh yeah. At this point, I mean, he's just done things that Thomas just couldn't do. Well, I think the I think it's interesting because at the same time, you know, Curry did that, and then you look at what um, Kawhi Leonard did with Toronto mm-hmm. in that game. He he was the team. You know, he well, they, did, he they, did everything. Pretty much. Well, what happened, and that's the big question mark for me about last night's game was, is that Milwaukee was able to contain him in the fourth quarter. Right. And I don't really, you know, I don't know enough about basketball to know what they did, but I know that's really bad news for Toronto. I agree. Yeah. And I, well, and I think I think Kornheiser talked about this, and I wonder if Kornheiser may actually have hit on something, which is this. If if the way these guys, every other player on that team froze up in Game Seven, it makes you wonder how they can come back from that and move forward. Like, you know, yeah, now it's a Game One, but it's a Game One in the final series. I mean, once you've once you've reached that point where you completely freeze up, can you come back from that in the same season? I don't know. I mean, you look at what happened. Well, I don't to me though. Yeah, but I think another way to think about it, it could, what, it could, it could, it could, the optimistic scenario for Toronto is to say, look, you know, we just hit the wall because of our hard game that we had to play in, in game seven, right? right? So we had this very brutal game on Sunday, and we were actually the better team until we got tired. Right. And, you know, at some point, you know, maybe we just concede game two, and then we try really hard in games three and four, and we get back into the series, or, or we do something to kind of get our legs back. I mean, that's kind of the best scenario for them. The negative scenario for them was that was a game where they were making more threes than Milwaukee. Right. And, and if Milwaukee could just kind of dominate them on the boards, you know, that's going to be very, very hard to overcome. I mean, I was, you know, Nope, you're fading out on us. Uh, Reggie Miller and uh, Chris Weber um, on that game last night, they were talking about how how crushing it is to be the road team um, and to play well in game one and still lose. 
and how like that feels when you when you go to that effort and bring that level of effort and actually play well and then still lose. And they were talking about how it actually feels like you've lost two games. Like you're already kind of you're so in the hole. I know it was. It was well, really I think there's I think there's a lot of gamesmanship that sort of goes on. One of the things that was actually really exciting about. Oh, you disappeared on us. We lost. Like Bob Ryan. <laughs> 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 yeah. Well, we should probably let you get back on the road. Yeah. yeah we have to, to work and but we this have is to fun. Get back to work. Yeah, this is great. Yeah, we got to do this every week, the three-way call. This is fantastic. Well, maybe next week we can do it live from the studio. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. All right. Well, I'll talk to you later, I guess. Um Who's Luke List? Luke List. He's now four under. Oh, oh, I don't know. Once Tiger went to even, I quit paying attention. <laughs> Tiger, Tiger's got to be under par for me to pay any attention. Well, you know, I will say this, Eric, and I think I think this is very interesting what you were saying about Tiger. You know, it had reached the point where even Kornheiser had given up on Tiger. Oh, totally. And I totally. never thought that would happen. Yeah, totally. Um, you know, he would always pick Tiger, even after Tiger hadn't done anything for years. Yeah. And uh, when he gave up on him, I thought, well, gosh, you know, I guess everybody's yeah, giving sure. up. So. Sure. Um, but, yeah, I thought Tiger was done. Yeah, I, of course. I'll Why wouldn't you think? I, mean, anybody... I thought he was completely done. I thought he should quit. Yeah. You know, so. Or, or just be content to be who he was. And stop saying all the time, well, I'm going to win, you know, and then embarrass yourself. So, but, you know, hey, he proved everybody you know, wrong. Yeah, and all those guys, all those high achievers, they all say that they have to first kind of, like, envision it. They have to believe that they're going to do it. Or, you know, that none of them, you know, I never think I'm going to win anything, and I don't. <laughs> no. I mean, not seriously, you know. I mean, I, not that I'm, like, you know, a total loser all the time, but I've never won anything at any sort of high level, but I've never believed I have. And like anybody that you talk to that is like a, a real high achiever, they have to, to speak themselves into that. So I well, figure out. To me, I guess what I was trying to get at with Kepka, to me, the difference with Kepka and McElroy and Speed is the fact that, or Dustin Johnson, but, but more, I was thinking McElroy and Speed is that when they're hot, they're, you know, unbeatable. Yeah. But when they're not, they don't know how to play when they're not hot. It, yeah. seem, it seems to me, now maybe I'm wrong, I don't know, but but that's kind of the vibe, especially for McElroy, I get yeah. But Kepka seems to be a guy who's just going to go out there, manage his game, manage it, and and work his way into it and be there. He seems to do that every major now. I yeah. I haven't seen anybody do it this consistently right. like this. Right. Um, no, he's always there. You know, where he's, he's just like there. This other guy, the other guy that's that has been, he hasn't won yet, but the guy who's been, it seems like he competes every major now is Tony Finau. And right. And he's another guy that it, it seems like that he could kind of break through in that way. But yeah, I agree. It seems like, Spieth, I think, is just 
he's a class to me he just really um i guess i just really kind of feel like that 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 his like uh the way he just like demoralizes himself when he's on the course when things start going bad right um i don't know no, he's a very. He seems to be a very emotional player. Yeah, yeah. He he, he reminds he and McElroy remind me more of Mickelson than, yeah, than, right. than ever than they would of Tiger. Right, right. right. When That's it's right. all when it's all going right. Yeah. You know who's better than Mickelson when it's going right? Yeah. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> that's a great story that they've been telling on Cornhusker about Mickelson lately. <laughs> yeah. About the money. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, I gotta go. I'll talk, talk to you later. later. Hi, right. I'll try to get this posted. That was fun. Bye. Talk to you later. Bye.